Welcome to the No Fungi, No Future podcast. In these episodes, we interview experts in the field to gain a deeper understanding of the magical and mysterious networks of mycelia that are all around us, to learn how they impact our lives and the planet. In this episode, we have the first part of our interview with Chef Shri, who is Chief Culinary Officer at Sampera Organics. Chef Shri was also the executive chef at Taj Compton Palace in San Francisco, where he earned two Michelin stars. In this episode, we discuss how he became a chef and his favorite books on cooking. Uh, a little bit about your background and how you developed an interest in cooking and sort of what led you to your current you know, uh, endeavors that you're doing. So just going back to your very formative experiences, I saw online, I read some articles, it said that your mother and your grandmother really developed your interest in cooking as you're growing up. I was wondering if you could talk to us a bit about some of the key lessons that you remember learning from them. Like what were the favorite dishes that you would make together? What were some of the very formative experiences that you had? In fact, it's quite the opposite, um, mother and grandmother. <laughs> the reason why I say that is because they never wanted, wanted me to be a chef. Uh, uh-huh. Absolutely not, not at all. But the only thing which kept me going was I enjoyed eating good food from a very <laughs> young age, just yeah. like any of us. Uh, I always, I'm always around the kitchen, around the fridge, uh, actually fridges now, but those days even fridge wasn't there. So, um, you know, around the kitchen or around the, uh, uh, what is it called? Backyard where you could get some fruits, guava or mango or whatever it is. I'm always, always eating. <laughs> so, uh, I enjoyed it a lot. And I, I was yeah. also a very curious, uh, kid growing up seeing that how does, how does this become what it is now from I mean, uh, from like an hour ago, the mango was a mango and then all of a sudden it becomes uh, a, a something which is uh, totally consumable with uh, a bowl of rice or whatever it is. So this yeah. curiosity was always there because um, it's not that like anybody else, okay, I got something to eat. But I was always thinking, how does that damn mango became a little curry in the yogurt and the green chili on top? How does this work? How does a fire transform uh, something which is uh, hard and uh, different than all of a sudden not, not super edible and all of a sudden becomes super edible and enjoyable? So this curious cu- curiosity is, has always been there in me uh, from very young age. I, I it's not that I should be very proud of it or I don't know what I should think about it, but I always thought about it. What the hell is this? So that probably pulled me towards um, uh, to know further about food and cooking and stuff like that. Uh-huh. However, at my, at my home, in my, my time uh, in growing up in 90s and stuff like that, people never uh, encouraged you to be a chef and stuff like that. That's, that wasn't a thing. I mean, especially yeah. in my part of the world, at least. It wasn't a thing. What the hell is that even a profession kind of a situation? <laughs> uh, so that uh, that I developed myself. I uh, I enjoyed food. Then I went out, went to city to study, and then there I got into studying hotel management, where culinary was one of the stories there. Then I further developed the interest to uh, cooking in the commercial scale, and then got into hotels, and then got into restaurants. Uh-huh. Start building. Uh, I mean, start. Started, I mean, got to be a chef in small place and then the, um, ran a restaurant and then uh, here I am today. <laughs> wow. Cool. Um, were there any sort of favorite dishes that you had as you were growing up? What were your... Not, 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 not favorite dishes. Uh, favorite mm-hmm. items were always... Um, I mean, it's a coastal 
town, right? I mean, there's always seafood there. I mean, growing uh-huh. up in a coastal town, you always see seafood. Everybody, even a vegetarian there is a seafood eater. Yeah. Uh, because in, back home, my grandmother is a vegetarian, but she eats fish. Fish okay. was an exception. Right. So right. It, that kind of a thing. So fish was not considered to be a non-vegetarian. It's another vegetable from the ocean. Yeah. Uh, you know <laughs> what I mean? That kind right. of thing. So I always enjoyed seafood, uh, seafood cooked with coconut, tamarind, turmeric, black uh-huh. pepper. I mean, these are things which grows right in the backyard. Yeah. Not in, not just in my home, in everyone's home in my part of the world. It grows there. The banana, yeah. the uh, peppers, coconut, turmeric, tamarind. These are there. You know. So we enjoyed <laughs> that. I mean, we enjoyed cooking using that. In particular, if you ask me a dish, I don't, I don't remember. I mean, there's nothing of that sort. Sure. Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to check. Um, and then I read that you also went to the Culinary Institute of America. Um, so, you know, you described your different journey. What was it that led you to go there? And what were some of the key lessons that you learned when you were there? And what was it like coming from your background to then be in that mix? Oh, yeah. So uh, that was very late, though. I mean, I, I, I did my uh, hotel management and culinary um, uh, studies and all those things in Bangalore. And I then I went to hotel to work. I wanted to go, badly want to go to, I mean, access to Western world those days wasn't easy. I mean, it was very hard to come here. First of all, I didn't have the money because when you, when you, uh, when you convert uh, rupees to uh, dollars, it's a lot of money to actually travel. Traveling wasn't this accessible those days. I mean, uh, there's no, uh, there's no social media situation to even learn things. So you always had to travel. Traveling was not an option because there's no money. Mm. And salaries where I used to make 2000 rupees a month. Uh, which is probably what uh, today's money. It is like, uh, what is that? 50 bucks a month. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. Something yeah. of that sort. Yeah. So how do you travel? So the, uh, the only op- option was to actually work for some corporate hotel companies and have them do a good job and have them sponsor you and just go for a, a, few, a few. So that was the option. So I was always eyeing for it uh, wherever I, I could get an opportunity because I knew there is more to learn from the Western world when it comes to advanced uh, culinary, not Indian food. I mean, I wouldn't mm-hmm. say I, I would never learn Indian food from a Western guy, but the, mm-hmm. the, the culture in the Western world is different. How you approach cooking was different. How you mm-hmm. approach uh, uh, running a restaurant is different. So there's a lot to learn. You, you can sit here and all day say that we are 10,000 year old cuisine and country, but Western world had uh, a bit of... Uh, a very um, planned approach to uh, restaurant industry. Unlike uh-huh. us, we were very organic in back home. Uh-huh. Yeah. But the Western countries had a very organic, uh, not sorry, uh, very, very uh, square and rectangular approach to it. They had a process in place. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, that's important to grow quickly and grow. Uh, it's also important to understand things in a very um, fundamentally understand things well. Otherwise, right. you'd be just looking at something amorphous and just looking at it, where do I start? But in Western countries, you can actually, you know where the ent- entrance is, where the exit is. Yeah. It's easier. Yeah. yeah. So I knew this. Uh, I read books. Those days, Amazon used to uh, sell only books. I used to buy books with little money I used to make and just read and stuff like that. I thought, yeah. Wow, this is a different kind of approach, which India did yeah. not have. Uh, so then I, uh, that's when I got the company which I worked for, then Taj Hotels. I had them mm-hmm. sponsored to send me to uh, U.S. to uh, do a continuing education course in uh, CIA. I went, did a bunch of courses there. I spent mostly more than going to culinary. I wanted to go see restaurants in in, in New York. Mm-hmm. That was my biggest thing uh, because that is where things are. It's not in cooking. It's, it's 
studies is important and very important to understand things but yeah. applying it to the game is more important so yeah. knowing something is only useful when you actually put the knowledge into something and make use of it mm-hmm. so that's what i did i i got to go uh, to hudson valley where what is it called pukepsi where the where the school is and my goal is not to go to school my goal is school is just a, just a plan i want yeah. to go to new york i should take the train to new york and just go there <laughs> eat every day spend whatever little money i had yeah. enjoyed and going to all the restaurants of those days and saw things and some of the restaurants i worked as a stagiaire for one night two night all kind of stuff i did uh, yeah. as a yeah. boy yeah. So so you mentioned uh what uh, books from Amazon are there any ones that really stick to your mind that you re- <laughs> that you remember or you would highly recommend people you know Yeah yeah I mean there are so many books today yeah. you know, he, there's no dirt book those days uh, Thomas Keller wrote a French book on French laundry it was like huh. it's like crazy I mean he, to get a hands on to that book those days are like dream come true it's almost like you know uh it's almost like i don't know what to compare it with the young kid uh, getting your hands mm-hmm. to, on that and all those things and some of the pastry basic books i don't even remember the names but it it definitely came from west because there's nothing in india those days with pastries and stuff like that yeah those days to understand things and books on baking i mean uh, uh, what is it called there's another book uh, by i still have that book um i can't remember the book uh, by there is a book by Robuchon but I, I can't remember the book with all the basic sauces and his potato and how to make his potato uh, puree and all this stuff so those are like impossible to get your hands on i mean the, mm-hmm. whatever little money you made you 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 bought it from amazon those days we hope you enjoyed this episode featuring our conversation with chef sri be sure to look out for our next episode coming out soon where we will continue this conversation Until then, be sure to get some healthy mushrooms into your diet. Also, please take a moment to like and subscribe to our channel and drop us any comments. Your feedback is most welcome. Thanks for listening.